Welcome to United We Stand podcast for Patriots. I'm your host, Mark Lovato, and we have one hell of a day and stuff to talk about. And again, my guest is Kitty Martone or Cat Martone. I call her Cat, Cat, Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat. What's going on, Kitty Cat? Same. Feeling, feeling fiery, feeling like there's a lot to discuss. And, um, you know, it's a lot of effort to not get angsty. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Well, with all the information that comes out and just everything going on with being home and cooped up and can't go out to your favorite restaurant and eat and have a drink and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, well, mostly I feel like it's what, what makes me a little bit angsty or a lot angsty is like um, the, the information that's coming out and the resistance to, to hear it. Like the people who people don't even want to hear it. This is this makes me angsty. So you know, I've posted a lot of information over the last several last couple months, and you know, people just butt up against it and assume you're wrong, and you're they assume you're a conspiracy theorist, and then they they parrot everything Mm -hmm. they hear, and then I I am then forced to you know, present my side of the argument and give information in that regard. And, um, and then I have a lot of followers on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So they're private messaging me and they're saying, Hey, could you give me more information about this? Because I'm being confronted about it. And then I've got to give them information. And now I'm doing this, finding that I'm doing a lot of it. And it's, um, it makes me tight in the, in the chest, you know? Well, two things. One, which I'm sure you can discuss, the information that you were just trying to elucidate for people. And, I mean, that opens up a whole – I mean, I've had conversations with people, too. You tell them stuff, and they're like, ah, oh, that's conspiracy theory. They don't want to hear it, or at least have a conversation about it. Because mm-hmm. I, I think as – you know, it butts up against their personal belief system. You don't want to give them information that's just going to dismantle their reality a little bit and, or the, the, the screws that hold it together, right? Mm-hmm. And when you start, I think I know where you're going with this, when you start kind of having to face the fact that the people that you think are in charge are lying to you and don't have your best interests at heart, it makes you feel really, really pissed off, angry, and anxious and sometimes helpless, Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I'm assuming that's where this would go. So why don't we just jump into it? What were you discussing that uh, that you had to get and do with that? Um, well, you know, this pandemic video that's going around by Dr. Judy Mikovits is really fascinating because for me, I did a paper for a class I was taking in 2000. 14, I think. And I was given that assignment. I was given the assignment of her book. So I didn't know who she was. I, I had no interest in, I mean, I had interest, of course, but I didn't have, I didn't have a bias, you know? So I was just supposed to read the book along with two other books that I had to do papers on and, and do a paper on it. And I did so. And, you know, so basically I had to research this woman. So I know a lot about Dr. Judy Mikovits. I know a lot about her story and what she went through. And, you know, this happened a long time ago to her. So there might be people listening who don't know who she is. If you want to just give a brief overview of what it is about her and what she Dr. Judy Mikovits was one of the nation's, you know, most reputable virologists and epidemiologists. And she um, discovered in her work on retroviruses, and I think it was mostly the HIV um, uh, epidemic, she found some discrepancies in her, in what she was looking at that alluded to contamination of vaccinations by mouse-borne retroviruses being found inside these vaccinations. Anyway, it's a, it's a, very, it's a lot yeah. of information. The book, I had to listen to it multiple times because it's a lot of clinical information. And basically, when she came forward with this information, she was shut down by a company who she was working closely with um, a family name called the Whitmores, and they ultimately had her um, fired, blackballed, jailed uh, because her and they and and they stole her her research, never to be returned to her. Um, and why? 
because she was reporting information that she had discovered that they um, that became was conclusive because other people had participated in this testing as well and realized that she was accurate. So everywhere you turned, it was looking like she she was correct. Long story short, she wrote a book about it. It did okay. This was the book, uh, Plague, and. I was blown away because it rang true to me with my clients who have MECSF, which is one of the things she discovered that these contaminated vaccines was causing in people, which is a, um, a type of chronic fatigue syndrome. And it was um, very peculiar, the way it's set up, the way it works, the way that people uh, present with their um, symptoms. This is very familiar to me because a lot of the women I work with have this type of thing. So I was blown, and, and, and I was blown away when I read it and I thought, wow, this is incredibly accurate to me. So I did a bunch of other research as well and corroborated the information. I saved all my links, thank God, because now <laughs> it's all coming, you know, it's all coming out. So my questions to everyone. So now she's got this movie out, if you haven't seen it, called Plandemic. It's a documentary and a, and a book that accompanies it. Yes, right. The the right the um, the plague, plague of, of corruption, corruption. and uh, she still stands to lose everything. She still, you know, the book is doing really well, and the the movie they they're scrambling to keep it off. They can't. The YouTube and all the powers that be are cannot move fast enough to get this thing off. They keep renaming it, put it up in different ways, uh, and they keep taking it down. Now, why would they do that if this woman is just a quack, right? So if nothing that can be verified of what she's presenting and discussing, if none of it can be verified, why, why are they in such a hurry to take it down? Right. If, if it's false information, people will keep digging and eventually find out it's false information. That's not what's going on. So I have been um, just presenting questions to people. Um, what does she stand to? What does she stand to gain by being wrong? What does she stand to gain by being correct? What do the what does the CDC and Fauci and World Health Organization and the Gates Foundation have to gain? What 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 will they gain? If she keeps her mouth shut, they stand to they stand to earn billions, trillions of dollars on this vaccination. They stand to gain a lot. What does she stand to gain? This book sale? You know, her life was destroyed already. The first book didn't do anything. As far as she knows, she was knows she was dead in the water, living off the sales of this book. Her life was ruined. What has she? What does she stand to gain by? perpetuating this information. She was one of the top virologists and epidemiologists. She's going to get found out, right? Right. And she's not. And all people can do is parrot the black ball information, the paid hits on her. They just parrot that. They just the say, well, campaign. you know she's been dump, debunked already. You know she, she made this up. And they keep pulling the little mistakes that she has made in her life as a, as a scientist. They keep pulling those out and shining light on that. See? Look how wrong she is. She, she did this as a mistake in one of her studies. And so it's, it's um, you know, and people are saying, I'm having this discussion a lot too. People are saying, you know, oh, so you're saying that the CDC and the WHO and all these entities are out to get us. They're out to kill us. They're out to mass vaccinate us and put a chip in us. You don't think that other people are going to squeal? It's just this one woman. And I'm like, hello, other people are squealing. Andrew Wakefield, this doctor that was killed in China, this Chinese doctor that was killed last week in Pittsburgh for discovering some new information about COVID and he was found suicided. That's right. That's right. This is going on all the time and people need to stop being so naive. And this is, this is why I'm fired up is I just feel like, you know what, this is time for people to stop and hear the whistleblowers. They need to be protected. They need to be heard. And people need to follow through with their information because ultimately, if they will be found out, they will, they will sink that boat and it'll be done. Right now, they're hiding the boat. They're trying to disguise the boat. And, you know, Julian Assange, uh, Dr. Chichoa, yes, I can go on and on. That. I can go on and on. Thanks yes, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you got it all in a nutshell. The, um, the powers that be don't want you to know the truth. And if you go down the line and look at Tony Fauci and what he's done and what he's doing 
and how he's associated with the Wuhan lab and uh, NIH had funded the Wuhan lab. $37 million or something uh, like that? Uh, no, it wasn't quite that much. I think it was like, th- was it 3.7 million, I believe? Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 3.7. I, I, yeah. They were doing the chimeric research, which was illegal here. And so, and that is the, uh, the cell of, what's it, something, gain of function. That's right, where they mess with animal biology and human DNA together. And that was illegal here. So who was doing that research? And that was China. And so they couldn't fund it here. So they funded the Wuhan lab there. And that association, well, then it even goes further down the line because then when you look at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and I even did some research on this, the, uh, there's, a, there's a patent on the coronavirus. It's owned by the Peerbright Institute. Peerbright Institute is funded wholly by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, the, and now you look at the vaccines that are coming out. Bill, Bill Gates is actually saying we have to vaccinate the world. One shot. Now it's two shots. And he has uh, funding investment in the companies that are doing it. And if you look at the uh, N, uh, uh, NIH members, there are 12 that are related to Gilead Sciences, the one that's creating remdesivir right now that Tony Fauci was touting in the Oval Office, saying this is the uh, vaccine we're looking for. We're fast-tracking it. Yes, fast-tracking it. And the c- people on that, uh, the company work for the NIH, and they're pushing it. There is what you would call, as people say, you know, when you go against the whole climate thing, they go, well, wasn't he that scientist who speaks out against climate change um, funded by big oil? And then they discount it. Well, Mm -hmm. we're showing you that they're funding the vaccines for this pandemic. Wouldn't you be very suspicious about these people? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it is obscene to the nth degree. And now you have to go to BitChute. So I found the video. They've gotten taken down off YouTube. Yeah. And Vimeo took them down. And so it was up on, it's on, it's on BitChute if you want to go see it. And um, um, no, yeah, I have that on my actual, um, on some of my postings where it's uh, that from BitChute. Um, somebody posted, let me see, there was another thing I wanted to show you. Um, well, I'll look for it. But first, I, I have to say this. Um, you know, people are saying, I hear th- people saying, how can you feel like these government agencies, these big organizations are in cahoots in this conspiracy style way and that it's absurd, you know, and um, that the Occam's razor tells us that the most obvious situation, the most obvious answer here is that Judy Mikovits is a failed, unstable scientist that is scrambling for her moment in the sun and or in the spotlight. And um, I, I just want to say, you know, this is nothing new. This power-hungry struggle for money and and power amongst these agencies is nothing new, you know. And these types of conspiracies have been happening through the ages. We've got the, uh, you know, the the whole conspiracy that that lead gasoline was actually good for us, that it was not dangerous until Claire Patterson came along, the scientist who uh, was studying, trying to study the actual age of the earth and fell upon, stumbled upon in much the same way Judy Mikovits did, was studying one thing and stumbled upon another and discovered that there was lead in the planet that was from pollution. And he discovered that lead was contaminating our oceans and killing people, hundreds of thousands of people. And he came forward with that information and the petrol industry shut him down with their science. Their science shut him down, tried to blackball him. Thank God he was reputable enough at the time and enough money had been given to him to fund this project that they didn't want to throw it out the window, that they listened to him. It started a movement, and then all of a sudden, we got rid of leaded gasoline. This was killing people. It was killing the oceans. It was decimate, poisoning our planet. And all the while, the petrol, why? Because of the almighty petrol dollar. You think that people aren't going to facilitate the motion of a machine like the petrol dollar or big pharma or name it, you name it, gun lobby. Uh, People are going to move mountains to make this stuff work. And people, and there's so many people that stand to profit from it, right? So, um, so 
this is this has been going on. Look at the cigarette industry. What happened with the tobacco um, tobacco industry? Same thing. They they falsified information about how dangerous cigarette smoking was. They had doctors endorse smoking. They had doctors endorsing smoking for pregnant women so that they could relax saying that it would help them relax being pregnant. You think these people aren't going to do that again? And now we're talking about trillions, not just millions. We're talking about power of the planet. We're talking, and to me, when people look at me and think I'm a conspiracy theorist and think I've got a tinfoil hat on, I look at them and think that they've got a dunce cap on because you cannot sit there and tell me that this is not happening and that they've got your best interest in heart in mind. Correct. That's well said. Absolutely. They're just, just because people have want to corner the market for their own benefit, and you point that out, you're automatically labeled conspiracy theorist. And that has been bandied about and thrown around to try to discredit you. But if you look at the creation of conspiracy theorists, it came from the CIA's misinformation program. It was their way of trying to, to smear and downplay anyone that was in opposition to the truth. And at the time, I think it was JFK's um, assassination. That's where they came up with the name mm. because they were they're calling anybody who thought anything other than what had happened um, was a conspiracy narrative. theorist. Yes, well, that is it is. Uh, look, it is it is a conspiracy to keep the public in the dark and just go about their way and support and buy the very things that are being pushed and on you, and then. You, they want you to be compliant, so when the vaccines come out, you just say, oh, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even talked about the efficacy of vaccines. I mean, someone just pointed out today, I'm like, we've had the flu since 1934, and how many vaccines have we had that we still can't get rid of it, or the common cold? Well, we know that the vaccine is less than 40, 45% effective every year. We know that the, the strains that the strains change and that sometimes yeah, you're, you correct. might be getting the one that that's the popular one of the season and you might not be getting the one that's popular for the season. <laughs> Which is why you always talk about your best defense is keeping your immune system strong, obviously. Right. That's my goal in all of this. And um, what, what, what really bothers me about all this uh, also is that it has to, it's taken aside. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's polarized into the left and the right. Like people are like, oh, the, people, the conspiracy theorists and people who are critically thinking about this mess are Republicans and conservatives. And the people who trust science and the science believers and the people who are all about science are the liberals. Like that's, that is how they've polarized this into. And I just find that so incredibly frustrating. Yeah, great campaign on, the, on behalf of the left to try to discredit anyone who questions them. Mm -hmm. But all you're asking, when you're saying online, go, go research this yourself. All you have to do is just go dig deep. Go look at the papers. Go look, and, and Mike, if it's talked about this, the, the, the patents on the, um, the strains of the, uh, the HIV proteins that she says um, Fauci has. Go look at the coronavirus patents. Go look at the Ebola virus patents. I mean, they're all patented. It was all created. All you have to do is just go down and research it. And that's mm -hmm. all you're doing is asking questions. And the fact that there are people that just don't want to hear that, well, that's not a patriot. That's not someone who wants to grow. It's someone who just wants to put the, bury their head in the sand and say, you're the nut. Yeah. Um, I, I don't ever want to lose my my critical thinking, my desire to understand. And, you know, if somebody showed me something that said, you know, that, that proved otherwise, I'm going to release my hold on that belief that I hold, right? Because my belief is, is being held based on what I've learned. So if I learn something new that shifts my perspective based on facts, I will shift my perspective. Like that's what it's all about, right? You have to be flexible when new information comes about. However, you can mm -hmm. look at, you could do enough research to find that there's a through line through everything, and you can come up with plausible conclusions to things that you're talking about, about mm -hmm. exactly what you said about the vaccines. And Mikevitz is not, all you have to do is just kind of research what she says. And you can get a nut when you see the person. You can understand a person by how they speak if you can trust them or not. There's nothing dishonest about her unless she is the best, mm -hmm. um, what do you call it, chameleon you've ever seen. She just gives you all well, the Well, I don't put any. It out. 
right? I don't put anything past anybody. I don't trust my own. I mean, there is that we talked about the gut instinct and what you feel immediately about somebody or something or a piece of information. But, you know, we're not the most reliable sources because we naturally have biases no matter what you think, right? No matter no, no matter what, we have natural biases. And so, but what I like about her, what you said is she lays out the info for you to investigate yourself. She's not saying, um, you know, this is it. And, and she's not hiding anything. And once again, ask yourself the question, what does she stand to gain here? Who's the one who's really going to lose? And who's the one who's really going to gain if she's correct or if she's wrong? Who's going to gain and who's going to lose? And, you know, when there's trillions of dollars at stake, I wouldn't put anything past anybody. And the fact that they took the videos down on both channels because they're getting such high views tells you that people watching it sense and know there's truth in that, in mm -hmm. the information. Because she's been talking about this for 10 years. She hasn't changed her tone. No. Liars, you can get them on lies over time. They'll manipulate. They won't be, remember the details, but she has not. She hasn't changed one iota of information. Right, and, and we have to remember, she just didn't come out of the woodwork right now. This woman has been yes. blowing this whistle for a long time. This just so happens that the pandemic, you know, uh, shed light on it. It was a really good timing. I mean, the real, real crazy conspiracy yes. theorists might might even say that maybe she's the one who let the fire the virus go, because think about that. It was so convenient. But imagine, like, what she just came up with this book in the last two months. Right. Right. No, she's been studying this stuff. This is her wife's work. Um, and you know, people are saying she's a fraud. She's a fraud. Okay, how do you go from one of the nation's top virologists and epidemiologists whose work was crazy respected in the area of retroviruses, like she was chosen to study this, HIV. She was chosen because of her exceptional ability, and now she's a fraud? What happened? <laughs> where, so where does it say she's a fraud? What was she convicted of? They didn't convict her of anything. She spent right. time in jail, didn't charge her with a single crime. It was but you know singly what? what? Go ahead. What people are saying is they're, they're saying, and I just I saw a message pop up while we were talking. Um, someone's asking me for help. They're calling in for backup. And they're like, she's saying she's a fraud because she was jailed for um, falsifying her information. She was not jailed for falsifying anything. In fact, she was illegally jailed for nothing, which is right. illegal to do. She had every right, uh, uh, you know, on God's green earth to sue the city for that. And um, I do believe she, she's in a lawsuit now because her editor, I'm friends with her editor, and I'm, I would like to have her on our podcast, but she can't talk about the case. So I don't know what we'll talk mm. about. So she's still in a legal battle because she knows she, because she is basically been, um, you know, she was wronged. And she's fighting back, and it's still it's still in in court. Well, it also it brings you to the point where you think if the people are defending the authorities, thinking that the the mainstream authority is the uh, you know I used to tell my mother back when when she she would watch the news say well the news says this the news says this I go mom I, I you know I think I understand why you trust the news so much is because we kind of grew up watching well at her she did like Walter Cronkite and she you know had her time yeah Edward Epic. Murrow and yet people you actual trust, journalists actual journalists and then you know the authority you trusted the the system and the and the that put in place fair and people. balanced and yeah you felt like you'd had your best interest at heart and that got perverted along the way, and it's been stunningly done with such ease and manipulation that we just didn't see it happening. But a lot of people have. I mean, I went to college, and I had a professor like, showing about all the, the, the money that's, that was going into the media complex and consolidating all the channels and, and showing that this is dangerous to, in, to independent thought and, uh, and and that most people are just not with it. They're not paying attention to details. Well, there was a time when there was the news was overseen, and there was the broadcasting network that kept made sure that people were being fair and balanced, and editorial pieces that were opinions were kept as opinions and labeled as such, and and uh, actual news was not opinionated, and it was just the facts. Mm -hmm. And then corporations got into you know. Uh, 
the the news conglomerates became business, just businesses. They weren't about reporting the news. Private entities own them, people like Warren Buffett. And those are private businesses now, or maybe they always were, but now something has changed where they can just, everything can be opinion. So you watch one uh, channel and they're literally giving their opinion on what they think about Donald Trump or what they think about Nancy Pelosi. They're actually giving their opinion and the entire news segment is opinion, is all opinion. And that's unheard of. But when you come from an age where news was trustworthy, It's difficult to switch that pattern in your mind and all of a sudden look at the news as fair and balanced. Now, well, you, you think it's fair and balanced because you're programmed to think it is when it's really not. It's just opinions and opinions. That's why Julian Assange is in jail because he was the last real reporter, the last real journalist who was, the Wiki, WikiLeaks never had one single redacted story the entire time they were up and running, not one retracted um, story. And, and he's in jail because why? Because the truth isn't popular anymore. And there's too much money involved in controlling the narrative of whatever's going on politically at the time in the world. It's a mess. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. And you're online trying to wake people up and show them some information. And trying. there's so much pushback. And you wonder sometimes, is it worth it? Are you, is it worth it? Or if people are just going to argue with you, you go, okay, there's only so much I can show you. And I'm not going to argue until I'm you know, blue in the face if you don't want to get this. All mm-hmm. I can do is just go research it yourself go looking. But I don't think the people that are doing that to you are not going to take the time because they've already made up their mind. Mm-hmm. That's my bet. And maybe not. I'm hoping yeah. it's not. But yeah. considering the amount of views these videos are getting, there is hope there. It's telling you a lot of people are onto this, especially with, uh, I mean, out of shadows. We saw that. If, if anyone hasn't seen that, uh, right away, go watch that. If you can find mm-hmm. it, it's on YouTube. However, it's still on. Yeah. But they keep hiding it in search pattern. You can't, if you do a search, it won't, it doesn't come up easily. So a lot of people have had to re-upload it. And within four days, they got up to 10 million views. And then uh, it took it off the search trend, search patterns, the algorithms, and other people had to upload it. And it got another 2 million here, 4 million there. It's an extraordinary video and kind of goes into what you don't, most people don't want to hear that there's kind of a, an element of control. People mm-hmm. that want to uh, control the way you think, control your attitude, because there's money involved. And it's right. control. Um, yeah, you call it a conspiracy. Is it a conspiracy? Well, conspiracy is not, a, it all depends. It, yeah, it has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual. This is quite common in, in corporations. Very. I mean, you have so much information with Monsanto, and they, why would they go in and take a seed and trademark it? And then, because you corner a market. That's mm-hmm. people can do, they can get more money out of people. Now all farmers now have to pay for these seeds. Isn't that amazing? These seeds you just go buy and they were inexpensive, but now you have to buy them every year from the same maker because they're trademarked. Um, that's insane. Um, is that a conspiracy? Well, you go figure it out. I mean, I think there's conspiracy theories where people have uh, theories that there is conspiratorial nefarious dealings behind closed doors. And then there's conspiracy realities where we know they're happening because we have the proof. We have the proof that Fauci helped to fund, that the CDC was funding that Wuhan lab. We have the proof. We see it. A regular person like myself can sit here and look it up online and see it for myself. So... You know, that's not a conspiracy theory. That is a conspiracy reality. <laughs> that is a conspiracy fact. You know, most people don't do what, um, what lawyers do or detectives, is they have to build a case, right? And you have an idea of something, right? You think, okay, I, I thought, even I said this didn't seem right with this virus. So essentially I was building a case for it. I was doing research. I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this, and you piece things together because things aren't usually out in the open. And no wonder why most people don't want to hear someone give it to you outright. Mm -hmm. It's like you, I'm telling you it's a conspiracy. I don't believe you. Okay, go put the pieces together because I did. Take the pieces of the puzzle and it kind of gives you a whole big picture. Uh, You know that scene in Sherlock Holmes, Robert Downey goes into the room in the wall, all the pictures, all the yarn goes to one place. That's putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't do as a society. A lot of people are now, but I think the people mm-hmm. you're dealing with won't do that. Some. I'm some. dealing with some. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is, that is nuts. Crazy. We want to wake those people up. Come on, people. There is a lot at stake here. I wanted to kind of mention the uh, a little bit, change gears a little bit. The uh, intelligence community dropped all these transcripts yesterday of all the um, closed-door 
um, depositions from the uh, investigation from uh, Russia hoax, Russia collusion, the Mueller investigation. And man, it's sending shockwaves throughout the system, man. People are on damage control trying to protect themselves because right. obviously General Flynn got you know, exonerated because they found out that they just simply wanted to get him in a lie. And that it was a perjury trap. And it's funny, the people that are on your, on talking about on your, when you're trying to go on Facebook saying, hey, about Mikeovitz, there are people on Twitter going, well, he lied. He lied. Right. He's you can never take those lies away, Adam Schiff said, right? Isn't Something that what he like said? That. Yeah, well, that's the thing going you on. You can't well, make lies lie. truths. The thing is, is that when you look at it closer, people say, well, yeah, he lied. Okay, you want to use that standard? Well, first of all, look at Adam Schiff. He lies. And Pelosi, the lie every single time you can catch him up. But the, uh, they got him. It was an informal conversation. And first of all, it was set up that we knew that the FBI wanted to get him to lie. It was a perjury trap. And they even told him this was an informal conversation. You don't need a lawyer. And they asked him about the phone call. He said, no. But, you know, as I have to admit, Ben Shapiro put it out. It's like, he goes, you're, you're lying about something that wasn't illegal. It's kind of like it's a fib. <laughs> if you lied about something that's illegal, it's a lie. But it would be like me saying, um, you know, you made dinner last night. No, I didn't make dinner last night. Yes, you did. I caught you. Well, it wasn't illegal. <laughs> Does it matter? Right, no, right. Fib. All right, you got me on a fib. It was illegal. He made, the phone call he had was legal. And you don't know the, the, you don't know how they presented it. How, what were the leading questions that went into it? You weren't we weren't there, and and they also leveraged his son against him, uh, and that all came out. And for great, that was just happening. Now all I started reading some of these documents last night. It's a lot, so I'm going to leave other people to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of I was reading the one Trey Gowdy was uh, interviewing um, Sally Yates, uh, former Attorney General, and. He's such a great, he's a lawyer, so his questioning is a brilliant man, so astute. And he's asking, okay, tell me what would initiate um, an intelligence investigation and goes through the process. She lays it out, what it would do, what it would do, what it takes to get to that point. And as she's talking about it, you realize, wow, to get those FISA warrants, you have to go through people in the DOJ, the FBI. It has to go through so many checks and balances to get there. And he's pretty much laying out, I didn't read the whole thing because it's long, but because we now know the FISA warrants were illegal. And to get to that point, you need so many people in line with that. And the corruption goes so deep. And it's why they are reeling. Now, um, uh, let me, let me, yeah, I want to point to something. So this goes back, this reminds me of, you know, these people who are saying to me about the whole uh Judy Mikovits thing, and they're saying, you know, you think this is a conspiracy to have, you know, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and all those people involved in telling that same lie, all those people, what, that's impossible, but here we are. Everyone thought there's no way Flynn has got to be uh, guilty and this is Russian collusion because if everyone's lying, do you know how many people would have to be in uh, lying in order to get these Faisal warrants together like that? And here we are, how many people lied? And we know now, we know it's a fact and they're all going to be, um, it's all going to be revealed now. And that's why everyone's shitting their pants. Yes, you can actually say it, 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 it's turning out to be a conspiracy that was against Donald Trump from getting in and to uh, discredit him before he got there. It is apparent beyond belief, and it's what he's been screaming about for so damn long. Even the director of national intelligence, right, James Clapper at the time, um, apparently he said under oath, he goes, I have ne- I've never saw any direct empirical evidence that Trump campaign or someone in it was plotting or conspiring with Russians to meddle with the, all right? And that was the head of the national intelligence. And, and, and you listen to Sally Yates, like they didn't know, they didn't see anything, and others have said the same thing. And now there's also in other, the other transcripts that Obama knew about this already. So this goes high up. I mean, this is, and apparently more are gonna be released. And what I wanna let, you know, talk to you about is how they spin it so well. And I would look at the master spinner. I would, cause I would call him, uh, Emperor Shifty Snokes. Um, he is the master of spin. You- DJ spin. <laughs> DJ Shifty spin. DJ Shifty spin. Yeah, he is the uh, the uh, Emperor Palpatine of spin, man. And because you just, he, 
he's there. I don't know where they go to get this training. I don't know if this comes from the DNC. They take a course in college, master spin, uh, you know, 101 to uh, 2003. I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but they've just, they, they spent so much time to do that, that. That's why it always seems like the truth is so far from them. It's like, wait a second. How? It's like Joe Biden. I, this is my theory. He's used to lying and spinning so much that it's hard to determine what truth is. Is why as he's getting older, those faculties to hold those back are just disintegrating. He's like, uh, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Correct. Um, you know, yes and no. Like, like Adam Schiff, he says, Flynn pleaded, pled guilty to lying to the FBI about his illicit Russian contact. Illicit Russian context. He had a legal conversation with a Russian diplomat that was on record, and he called him an illicit Russian context. It makes it sound nefarious. I mean, that's amazing. Sound, yes. I mean, uh, well, it's what the media does, isn't it? The media does the same thing. They, they'll use a word and they'll make something sound, you know, nefarious that isn't or, you know, uh, in it, I think it's not just a skill. I think it's also personality type. It's kind of like a sociopath type where they just naturally know how to manipulate words and manipulate people. And I think, you know, I'm not saying that all Democrats are like that, but I do think that, you know, a sociopathic, you put some sociopaths in any party, any you know, Republican party, Democratic party, whatever, and you're going to, you know, those people have special skills. They have special jobs. People in the media, same thing. You know, uh, uh, Jim Acosta is amazing at this as well. You know, he's just really good at, and all, all he has to do is align himself with his motive, which is to make the person look bad and make everyone around him believe what he believes. And it can be fake. He just has to manipulate everyone who hears him into saying, into believing what he's trying to spin. And um, that's a that's a really really uh, important quality of a sociopath. It's one of the top qualities. So I'm just saying. Probably has a lot of relationships that don't end well. <laughs> I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. I mean, I think politicians in general. Gosh, can you imagine? First of all, the amount of time you know, feeling sorry for Ted Cruz doing his podcast during that um, before COVID and everything during the impeachment scandal, and uh, you know, which which brings up the impeachment. I was just going to say how he was literally not getting home till four in the morning and then waking up at six to go back mm -hmm. to, to work. But um, the impeachment, you know, so this is ultimately the trail of breadcrumbs starting with Flynn that leads us to this Russian collusion that right. ultimately led to an impeachment. So how can you ultimately, I mean, do you know, um, this is probably a constitutional lawyer's position in knowing such things, but can you retract an impeachment? Can you acquit an impeachment that's already happened? Because if this is happening at the bottom level of the way this started leading up to the Steele dossier and all of that, ultimately this stuff's going to fall apart. This was a house of cards. Correct. So can they unimpeach him? Well, uh, the, the impeachment wasn't legalized. It didn't pass. Well, it was in the House, though. So that means that he, was, he will go down in history as being impeached for that, you know, year. Well, I wonder if, if that is, you know, I had someone say that to me, who got, I got into an argument. Well, he's impeached. Yeah, does it make a difference? He's still the president, and he's most likely going to be the president for another four years. I'm willing to be sure that's going to happen. And does that matter that that is part of the record? Because I think well, is it more of the legacy or just getting stuff done. I, you know, I, I, I think I, it's just a matter of principle. If 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 there was no Russian collusion and he did not, he did yeah. not. You know, for what did he um, uh, put our national security in jeopardy? And what was the other thing? Uh, I forget the other thing. He was he was. Oh, the quid pro quo was the idea that they were trying to get him on as well. They couldn't go with that. It was the uh, it was national security and something else that he got impeached on. Oh, I think it was abuse of power. I think yes, they wanted to that's go it. With. Yeah. And so they went with those two things and they got it and then they got impeached in the house. And so on principle, I would say they got to look into redacting that or retracting that or demoting that or whatever it's called. Well, I hope, first of all, the people just vote those clowns out and make it get, get the, uh, the Democrats out of there. I mean, that's the first right. order of business. That's how you start reversing course of action. Because Do you they, think Flynn will take the position of the head of FBI if he's offered it? 
I don't know. I think, I think he'd like to just out of sheer and total uh, let them eat crow. But, right. yeah. but I don't know. Let, he might avoid it. Let him go in there. Some things have got to change around here. Yeah. Guess what? I know who all you people are. Well, I think uh, <laughs> Trump got rid of most of those. He got rid of all those deep staters anyway, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but there are, there, you know, it's still an uphill battle with the House and the Democrats that are still wanting to now investigate further because what they're doing, it's this whole mirror thing. Everything they accuse Trump of, it's revealing what they have done. Like the last podcast. I mean, that's all it is. It's just, it's reverse. It's the most horrifying example of projection that I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, isn't funny. that interesting? Wow. We so, go ahead. So is, is uh, RBG in the hospital or not? Ruth Bader Ginsburg released from hospital after gallbladder treatment one day ago. Yeah, is that, that true or did she just get her AI updated? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's... Come back online, her. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Come back online. <laughs> you know how many people want her to hang? They're like, please do just stay, stay on board until... They, they, they want her, her to hold out, hopefully, if the next president comes in there. but Yeah. I mean, she'll, she'll do it just out of sheer heart. That woman's got a lot of heart. Sure I does. mean, let's be honest. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want... I don't want the Supreme Court, I don't want everything to just be swathed with conservative values. I don't. You know, I genuinely believe there is a place for, you know, Democrats to get what they see and they want and vote for and for conservatives to get what they see, want and vote for. That's the reason that our House and, you know, Congress and uh, Supreme Court is mixed because it needs to be. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea for the pendulum to swing completely right. I think that that's a really bad idea, you know, but I also, I feel like there are certain powers that be within both sides that do want that, you know, and unfortunately, on the Democratic side, they're, they're leading the charge, you know, Pelosi and Schiff and uh, the guy whose name I never try to Adler. remember because no, um, him and Pelosi. And sure. thank you. Sure. I can't, I, I delete his face and his name out of my, out of my psyche as frequently as possible. Um, he's just disgusting to me. I have problems with the career politics. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't, I just think that there are there's a place for AOC and there's a place for those people. I don't I don't think everybody should be the same, you know, but we also don't want you know, we don't want we want people to be a myriad of ideas. That's America, you know? That's everyone should be able to get their shot. Every every 4 years or 8 years it should shift into a more democratic government and then it should shift again into a more Republican conservative government. It should, it should do that. That's life, the yin and the yang, you know, but this stuff, this illegal conspiratorial criminal actions of trying to take power and get rid of the filibuster and change the government, change the, you know, get the constitution's out of date. <laughs> it's, it's all so old fashioned. That stuff has to stop, you know? Yeah. Well, I wish it was that sort of there was this parity between the two where there was this equally, equally equilibrium to try to work together for the same goals. But a Democrat was very different. They were actually very different from the radical Democrats to now. Mm -hmm. Radical Democrats like AOC and like Ilhan Omar and like Ayanna Presley, they're pushing this whole, everything's racism, the country's horrible, we, uh, white privilege. That is not uh, pr productive. That is not enabling any kind of agreement it is just creating more division now i guess people can say well is donald trump creating division look i mean donald trump's got i mean we can have an argument about that and certainly talk about that at some much time but these radicals that want to come in there they i don't believe that and to have a green new deal would destroy the economy they that whole that whole kind of a economic agenda makes little sense to me. So I hear what you're saying. Ideologically, it was meant to have that way that we have a discussion, we find a balance together. Mm -hmm. But it seems like one party wants power, the other party wants power. But the, I, I find the left to be so much more louder. They're screaming louder. 
they're pushing these agendas that are stripping civil liberties. So I say that's why I kind of like, well, I'm more than on the right now because I don't want that to occur. I don't well, see – I mean I, I, they're mm -hmm. about division. I don't see the Republicans. They're inclusion. They're including people. They don't want to divide. They want to bring people together. It's the left that are saying, I hope you get COVID and die, you Trump supporter. And I've heard that mm -hmm. more often. And the right's like, I would never say that to you. Mm -hmm. It's the left is saying, you know what? I wish you were dead because you, blah, 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 because of free speech. And they go, I would, and people on the right are saying, I defend your right to free speech. You can say whatever you want. But don't right. try to shut me down, which was what they were trying to do to Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, at all these universities. Every conservative wants to speak. They shut them down because they don't want their speech. That, that's not America. I think that, um, I think it, there's some of it on both sides, though. I do see um, people definitely saying ridiculous things on both sides and and it's just you know horrible but this pendulum that's been very democratic for a while and that's swinging more to the right and it's they're not letting it happen naturally that's what these people these career politicians and these new people who have you know who are filled with spit and vinegar piss and vinegar like aoc yeah, they, by, by wanting to take away the electoral college is the way they want to do it. Right, but they're like they're they're not wanting to let go. They're not letting the pendulum Correct. swing naturally into the direction that it that it's naturally wanting to go. Just like you, you're feeling this natural swing over to the side of you know more conservative values, and that's a natural thing. And they're kicking and screaming. They're 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 not letting it happen, and they're they're fighting it. And and not, they're not using the systems in place that America was built on to make the changes that they want to see happen. They're doing it in nefarious and illegal ways and dirty, dirty ways. And that's what really puts me off about it. And we're seeing it right now with these transcripts and all the information coming out. They were using they were using law and manipulating to their own benefit to unduly un, to unduly affect an election. Now that's and they're still doing it. That's considered treat what they're doing. That's uh, crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know how you you know get to the point in your life as a as a politician and understanding our nation's history as much as the person should if they're going to be a politician and. And, and be able to go to sleep at night and feel like it's okay to do that. Like, how do you get to that place where you, you know, What's you know. Term? Absolute power corrupts, something like that. Absolutely. Yes. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Yeah, they, it's just, it's being up there for so long. Well, it's, there's an arrogance that comes with it. It means I can do it better. Uh, I can design the world as I see fit. I, I, see it with, I see it with Bill Gates doing the same thing, that these people believe that they have, they've got so much money, they know what to do. They know how to do it. Control the yeah. population. Uh, this is a, this, it, it borderlines on tyranny. It's what we have to guard ourselves against. <laughs> I mean, speaking of tyranny, I don't even know if we should just save this for another podcast, but this thing what, that Newsom, um, that Newsom, basically this article, this step, uh, phase one step, sorry, I'm trying to find it, uh, of reopening and these contacts, you know, these contacts here, let me find it so that you can what, check contact this out. Contact tracing he's talking about? The contact tracing. So basically, Sacramento area fails Newsom's early reopening test. Not enough coronavirus contact tracers. So he wants, and I'll read this, um, other criteria for early reopenings include having no more than one new case of coronavirus per 10,000 people in the last two weeks, having no COVID, not deaths, cases. We know that most people who are infected are asymptomatic, and he wants having no more than one new case of coronavirus per 10,000 people. That's impossible because everybody is going to have this if they don't already. So anyone who gets tested within the next year and a half to two years is going to be infected. So this will never live up criteria. Having no COVID-19 related deaths in the last two weeks, we'll do that unless they start releasing those home, the homeless uh, fatality numbers that they're hanging on to. That's another subject for another day. Having a COVID, okay, a minimum daily testing capacity. Here's where I do not consent. A minimum daily testing capacity of 1.5 per 1,000 residents. That means they're going to test us 
randomly. Enough personal protective equipment for essential workers makes sense. The ability to house at least 15% of homeless residents on my dime. You see this? County or regional level hospital capacity for a patient surge of 35%. A robust plan to protect workforce, more than hospital workforce, more than two weeks supply of personal protective equipment on hand for skilled nursing facilities, metrics in place that can serve as triggers for slowing the pace of reopening and tightening modifications. What the F does that mean? There is so much leeway for tyranny and oppression yeah, in they, th these words. Yep. They're, they're using this situation to achieve their goals of total control. And under the guise of safety, it's always how it works. They're, these are unachievable goals to test everyone. What happens if you get tested and then you go catch it the next day? I mean, that's what will happen. It could happen. But if you're young, you're going to, it's most likely you're not going to do anything unless you have the groups that are most affected. This is absolutely insane. And now, and you hear the other thing, he's being sued because he wanted to give um, illegal immigrant stimulus money. Judicial Watch. I, I think he still is, right? I yeah, think he well, is. That's why Judicial Watch is actually suing him for doing that, wants to give taxpayer-funded money to illegal immigrants. While they're in a, was it $23 billion shortfall for the state? Um, I mean, we didn't even get our stimulus yet. We didn't even get, we, we didn't qualify for a small business loan. You know, we serve the community tremendously. You know, Charlie serves the community. If anyone should have been propped up to be held open, uh, his business it should have been Charlie, you know, serving a whole community the way he does. I mean, luckily he didn't close all the way and now we're getting busier again, but this is, oh, heaven. Did you read, there was this post on Twitter and it's unverified, but it makes sense that there's someone kind of reported who works in the halls of Washington was saying that the, uh, these far left um, Democrats are happy and love it that the, uh, and look forward to the, um, the employment numbers coming down so low because they know it's Trump's Achilles heel. And that I guess maybe calls are made to Democratic governors like don't open the state, keep it closed. And you think, okay, is that true? I don't know. But if don't open the state. You want to keep it closed? There's policy decisions in everything. There's a balance of both. It can't, it's not one or the other. It's not economy over people. What you hear the news going, well, is, how is you know, your economy worth a life? Well, it's, that's a ridiculous question to ask. You know, Every decision, it, it, it takes both into account. Even says when you make a speed limit choice, well, if you raise it, it's going to increase the amount of deaths every year. So you have to make policy decisions that ba balance both out. And these people are not doing that. It's extremist. It's extremist. Well, we have to make sure not one person dies. That's, it's impossible to do that. It's impossible to have testing for everyone. And the testing is that, – that that's kind of like the rogue answer to kind of give. It's putting, it's putting the president everyone in the conundrum. You can't have testing. And it's, what's the more testing going to do? Most people let, you had it already. Let people go out and get herd immunity. So even doctors are saying this. Like, you are – this is going about this the wrong way. That's what Mikevitz was saying as well as a virologist. This is not the way we heal as a community. Um, it goes against the so many principles, data of how viruses extricate and kind of die off in a system, not by government control. Well, listen, if they're using, if they think that uh, a broken economy is going to take Trump down, they've picked a fight with the wrong person because Trump knows how to lose and come out of it, and he knows how to win. And it's like Abe Lincoln. How many times did Abe Lincoln file bankruptcy? I think it's like three or something. Like, there's if there's one thing thing Donald Trump knows how to do, it is bring a failing business back to life and profit greatly. He he's going to make good of this. He's going to turn this around. I don't know how. I because I don't know anything about very little about economics. And about, I don't know if anybody really knows what this is going to look like because we haven't had such a situation. But if anyone, it, if I had to, if Donald Trump was not president and I had to pick some kind of, you know, uh, billionaire to get us out of this to figure out our economic situation, it would be him. I would be like, we need this person to resuscitate our economy. We need this person to put us back to work. We need yeah. this person to save our to save us. I never in that thought way. I'd ever say this. Uh, you do want a businessman at the helm, not a politician who's never run a business. We are a capitalistic nation. We are a business. We're whether you like it or not, we are a business. I don't want an altruist in the front seat of my business. 
giving shit away. You know, I'm not going to hire, I'm not going to hire a, a, a pastor to run my business. I'm not going to hire a, an altruist to run my, to do my books. They'll give my shit away. I want a business person to run my books. I want a business person a business to run my business. And has succeeded at it and has created a brand that is known all over the world. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. At one point when I was on the liberal side, I decried that notion. I criticized it. I'm like, I don't want a freaking business is the problem. Capitalism isn't the issue. And I fell into that. And I can see why people feel that way because there's corruption within capitalism. We use the system. There's lobbyists. There's money in politics. Always. Plays in. Every system. Uh, people suck. It's not just the system. It's like you said, we talked about it before with religion. You know, people are like, religion is the worst thing ever. Mm, it's people that are the worst thing ever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, religion inherently, there's nothing wrong with it, uh, particularly religions that preach peace and love and love thy neighbor. Um, it's right. not the, it's the people that screw things up and they'll do that with everything, financial systems, religious systems, everything, charities, you know, but not patriots. Patriots come together. We unite for a common goal and that is to come together and stick up for our rights, stick up for our liberties and, and call out these tyrannical people for what they are and push back on them. Don't let them incorporate these harsh rules and restrictions on us. Yeah, business is going to change, and but we can't let it change so much where they have more control. But I figured we kind of get to an ending point on this one. We've talked mm -hmm. a long time. This was a mm -hmm. great discussion. Yes, it was. Let's just hope the best for this country and for the people in it and really for the world. Good news is my girlfriend Sam in the UK said that even though people are dying and they do have high numbers there, their business as usual already. Everything's pretty much back to normal. Um, they're even celebrating, I guess, uh, VE Day there today, uh, the end of the war. And they're celebrating everywhere. People in the streets drinking, you know. I think the you know, coffee shops are open, pubs. So that's good news. And uh, my girlfriend today was in Agora Hills, and she took uh, her Marco Polo in there and took some video for me of her shopping in a store, like a regular store, not like a grocery store. And um, I, it actually brought a tear to my eye. I was like, <laughs> like, I was like oh, you know, I be there. I, I, I'm so happy that for those people that are opening, I think it's exciting. You know, I, on last and closing, I, I put a video up on, on Twitter from Jordan Peterson, and he talks about this idea that yeah, life is hard. Life, we have to endure the pain of it. And it's not about always being happy. We have to kind of balance both. And yes, people will be, will be dying around us. It, I'm going to be dead one day. And I don't want people to stop what they're doing because of me and you and everyone else. This is just a natural part of life. We can't stop because of it. Mm -hmm. However, we can be cautious of knowing what's causing it and do the best we can to protect people from it. That's, that, that's the difference. There's a balance of both. Yeah. We can't can, stop our lives from it. Can I, I'd like to add a little something. Yes. You know, I, I, I was born really sick. I was born a, a month early. I was a premature baby, and I had uh, pneumonia as, a, as an infant, and I also had spinal meningitis as an infant, and I was very, very sick growing up. And, you know, I had to modify and do damage control with my life all the time, all the time. You know, when kids were going swimming and I had an earache every other month and had an ear infection or had some kind of, you know, lung infection or bronchitis or whatever, I had to modify and learn to modify my entire life. So even every flu season, you may not, you probably know this about me because we've known each other for so long, but every year towards flu season, I have to do extra work to keep myself healthy. I have to avoid certain things. I have to wash my hands incessantly. I have to stop. Uh, I, you know, this is why I'm a health practitioner because my health was so bad that I had to shift my life in order to accommodate my health. Kate, I never wanted anybody to stop for me. I don't want people to end their lives because, you know, Catalina can't go outside and play. Like, this is, this is the nature of people who are immunocompromised or the elderly. They, they should be this way every year. This stupid virus should not change anything. If you are old, 
you should always, you should be doing preventative things to boost your immunity every single year. Mm-hmm. You should be, you should know about cultured veggies and probiotic foods and prebiotic foods. And you should know about these things that boost immunity. You should be on a supplemental regimen to prevent illness every year because flu season is dangerous, because tuberculosis will kill a 65-year-old person. You have to do these things. And so the fact that we're modifying the situation because this virus, the models seem to be a little more dangerous than the other flus and tuberculosis and whatnot, it's ridiculous. So from my perspective, people like myself, I don't want the world to change for me. I've changed to accommodate the world. I've changed so that I can go out in public when it's safe for me to do so. And everyone should. You know, you just hit on one of the laws of what species survives over another, it's adaptation. And that's what you just did. You have to adapt to your environment. Right. That ensures the longevity of the law of survival. The law of um, survival. Darwin's law of the evolution. uh, Law of evolution or something like evolutionary dynamics or something. You know, every time I get off, I always remember the correct term. (laughs) However, uh, it is is based on the fact that adaptation. Survival of the fittest. And we have to evolve. We have to adapt to the situation for what it is and not stop our lives for it. You still have to eat. You still have to go out and work. Nonetheless, I think it's important for patriots, like you just said, you have to remain healthy. You got to do everything you can right now more than ever because your voice is needed so stay healthy eat clean i think we're going to talk about that more or you can just go to her podcast and listen to her stuff stuff your doctor should know yes is the name of my podcast yes it is and it's a great one because i'm on most of the it's worth listening to i learned a lot uh with that we'll talk to you later and we'll continue some of the time thanks for being here thank you